They say metal and magic don't mix out there in the sands of the cursed Nirvanaran desert. Say it makes the metal corrode, and the magic weak as kitten's claws. The first time I saw one of those sands, I was arrogant enough to think I knew better than the collective wisdom of... them. I crawled out that desert with one less sword, one less arm. And without the artifact, I'd taken a job to find out there. But Marigold ain't never been a quitter. And if there's one thing I did manage to come back with, it was a heaping bag of sand straight from the heart of that beast. You see, they say that sand from that cursed Nirvanaran desert, when properly forged in oblate glass, makes the only weapon capable of wielding the magic of those badlands. By the second time I made a plan to set out onto those sands, I was humbled enough to maybe put some stock in those words. It took some time for me to find an authentic glass forger, as those who uphold the art tend to be few and far between. Not too much demand for the kind of weapon you can really only use in the worst of circumstances, you know? It took even longer after that to find one of them up to the task of constructing something suitable for my particular, uh method of fighting. In case you hadn't guessed, my style involves running into my problems head first and swinging hard. And glass forgers tend to produce more delicate types of instruments. But eventually I found someone up to the task. A woman by the name of Dahlia. She was <sighs> a glass forger with a reputation for producing some of the nastiest glass blades of the day. I asked her if she could forge me a blade as broad as those tree trunk arms of hers. She gave me a wink, and told me only if I promised to come up and see her again after my business in the desert was finished. Of course, it took a while for Dahlia to forge that sand had brought her into a proper conduit for magic. But lucky for me, I had no complaints sticking around to watch her work. Plus, I was needing a bit of time to readjust my balance both to account for the difference in weight between metal and glass, and the difference in me between two arms and one. At the end of the day, I was out my last 50 bucks, and up one promise I'd be back to that forge someday, plus one glass sword I was putting a whole lot of faith in, especially for someone who'd never put much stock in her own gods. Cause that's the thing about glass swords, you see. They practically run on faith. I didn't know Dahlia's work was any better sturdier than some glass trinket on a mantle, but I had to have faith she was really hoping to see me again. I didn't know anyone who could speak to their legitimacy myself, but I had to have faith they were bladeslingers who'd conquered those cursed sands before me. I didn't know if it was any more than a fool's errand to go chasing treasures out there, but I had to have faith that I weren't no fool. Oh, and speaking of fools, Hey there, ugly! <laughs>
looking for another taste of me? Great. Round two. Let's see who has more limbs left at the end of this one. Alright, baby. You know Delia promised to put our drinks at the saloon on her tab if we made it back alive. So let's see what you got. This episode, Glass, was written by Claudia Elvidge and performed by Ashley Bell. Audio editing and sound design by Ezra J. Wayne. Produced by Ezra J. Wayne and Tal Manier.